Welcome once again to Lato's Law. Here's Steve Lato. This is an interesting topic that we've talked about from time to time on this channel. And that is, when can you record somebody else? And uh, it depends on what state you're in, but the laws vary wildly. And of course, there's different categories that we'd have to talk about. So for example, if someone snuck into somebody else's office and planted a hidden recording device and then left, and the person comes back into their office, closes the door, and whispers a conversation into the phone, and that gets picked up by that secret recording device. That, that, that's one kind of recording. Another kind of recording would be where the person's in their office, and you walk in wearing a recording device, and the other person doesn't know it. You close the door, you have a conversation with them, which you know is being recorded, but they don't. Some states say that's perfectly legal. Some states say it's not. And some states say for it to be legal, you've got to notify the other person, by the way, I am recording this conversation. Okay, so that's the variety of laws that you can have. And, and so it depends what state you're in. But the Ninth Circuit just struck down Oregon's law prohibiting undercover recordings. So Oregon had a law that said if you're going to record somebody, uh, you've got to let them know that it's being recorded. And the federal appeals court struck down the state law that prohibited recording, which required everyone being recorded to be notified. So Zane Sparling wrote for the Oregonian, the Ninth U.S. Circuit Court of Appeals struck down the law, which is decades old, that prohibited recording in-person conversations without informing everyone involved. State officials who had defended the prohibition in court derided the ruling as a blow to Oregonians' privacy and said they were considering an appeal. If this decision stands, the Oregon legislature should act swiftly to consider whether to fix our laws to reinstate some protections against secretly recording conversations, says a spokesperson for the Oregon Department of Justice. Writing for the majority, uh, U.S. Circuit Judge Sandra Ikuda said that such surreptitious recordings, whether audio or visual, are themselves a form of constitutionally protected speech. And the interesting thing is, I know that people have discussed this many times, a lot of people thought the ruling would come down to whether or not you're a news gathering. And see, there's a freedom of the press also. But to suggest that me quietly sitting here recording you is a form of speech, that's interesting. I'm not sure I buy it, though. We conclude that Oregon's law is a content-based restriction that violates the First Amendment right to free speech and is therefore invalid on its face. Interestingly, by listening to the content, you cannot tell if it was surreptitiously recorded. Therefore, how is it content-based? I'm not sure. Prior to the reversal, Oregon was only one of five states, only five, that banned recording face-to-face -face conversations made in public where there's no reasonable expectation of privacy without the consent of all involved. But the question then becomes, what about if it is someplace where people expected privacy? That is, we go into the office, close the door, lean in and whisper, and I think it's private, and you're recording it. The question is, what expectation of privacy do I have in my own office with the door closed? So there's a problem there. Uh, the ban goes back to 1955, which of course is long before cell phones and other devices made unannounced recordings far more commonplace. The law included exceptions for government-run meetings and trials, large rallies, sporting events, press conferences, and classrooms, as well as for filming the police. So there was an exception already in place for filming the police. But um, the <laughs> sporting events, as you can imagine, if you were, uh, for instance, in the crowd at a baseball game and you made some noise 
and it got recorded by somebody who then later broadcast it, you know, obviously you shouldn't be allowed to go in. Hey, hey, they recorded me, and I didn't know that. The ruling does not affect recordings of phone calls. Oregon remains a one-party consent state for conversations made over the phone, meaning that one person on the phone call can record it even if the other person does not know. So it's interesting they have the distinction there between the phone call conversation versus the other kind of conversation. Um, Project Veritas and its then-leader had sued the Oregon Attorney General and a county district attorney over the law back in 2020, arguing the ban would prevent them from secretly recording government employees or protesters in locations such as restaurants or public parks. Uh, The leader there said in a statement he intends to use hidden cameras so allies of his new group can expose wrongdoing. Oregon prosecutors infrequently brought charges against people for violating the prohibition. A spokesperson uh, for the district attorney's office pointed to the district attorney's internal training material, which states that such cases rarely, rarely land on prosecutors' desks and recommended notifying a supervisor before trying to file charges. So the law was on the books, not used very often, but that does not mean that it shouldn't be addressed. And I, I don't want anybody to think I'm saying that. Anytime I suggest something like that, people go, oh, Steve, but you were implying it. No, I'm, I'm explicitly stating <laughs> that simply because a law is on the books uh, and is never enforced or rarely enforced, it still should be looked at. And if it's an inappropriate law, it should be struck down. I'm, I'm, I'm completely in agreement with that, regardless of how often it gets prosecuted. So when they say, look, we rarely prosecute it, then in that case, and why is it on the books? Isn't that your job to prosecute laws that get broken? So... You know, you can make that argument both, both ways there. But it really does just boil down to whether you have the right to record a conversation. Now, here's the question. It talks about um, prohibiting recording in-person conversations without informing everyone involved. What if you're not a party to the conversation? So in other words, there's, there's two people standing in the corner over there, and they're whispering back and forth. And I have put a recording device near them, and they don't know about it. Um, that's an undercover recording. And I could argue and say, well, where they're standing right over there is in a public place. And an argument could be made, but yeah, but they're leaning in and they're whispering to each other. And if they knew that the device was there, they'd, they'd move someplace else. <laughs> so there's going to be all kinds of questions that will arise here, uh, and we'll see what happens. But the interesting thing is that somebody did make noise about saying, hey, maybe we'll appeal this. Now, they could appeal this to the full bench in the Ninth Circuit and see if they want to change their mind once all of them get involved. But if not, they could, of course, appeal that to the U.S. Supreme Court. And that's the kind of thing that I can picture SCOTUS taking up because there is this series of laws around the nation that vary from state to state. And, you know, back in the old days, the fact that there was a law in Ohio or a law in Oregon or a law in Indiana might not affect you if you didn't live in those states. And I'm reasonably certain that ancestors of mine, some of them, um, spent 99.9% of their time within five miles of where they lived and within 20 miles of where they were born. Because back in the old days, if you wanted to go someplace... You had to somehow get yourself to the train station 
and hope the train took you to a larger line someplace where you could eventually wind up in Chicago or something. And it would be like four days to get there from Michigan. And so it used to be that, well, Ohio is a faraway land from Michigan, see? And their, their laws are very different from ours. And nowadays, it's not uncommon that you get up in the morning and go, hey, I'm going to go to Ohio. <laughs> Just jump in your car, and a couple hours later from Michigan, you're in Ohio. And you could say, you know something, I'm going to cut over to Pennsylvania. And, you, and you, you can be in Pennsylvania. You could be in New York by lunch if you drive real fast, if you left early enough. <laughs> so the uh, idea that laws vary wildly from state to state is actually becoming, in my mind, one of those artifacts of an earlier time. Because why is there this distinction from one state to the next? I understand that each state's got its own government, and the people in that state get to vote for that government, and so on and so forth. So taxes and things like that, which, which of course, affect the residents directly, make complete sense to me. But some of the other laws that just happen to be different in another state, and you look at it and go, why is that? Why, why, why is that? And what happens to me if I go to that state? Because, you know, ignorance of the law ain't no excuse as some people indelicately put it. So we'll see what happens, but as of right now, the Ninth Circuit has struck down Oregon's law prohibiting undercover recordings, which would tend to lead us to believe that similar things, uh, if they exist within that circuit, would also be unenforceable, uh, even if not litigated just yet. So we'll see what happens. But the Bend Bulletin published this version, but it was also in the Oregonian by Zane Sparling. Ninth Circuit strikes down Oregon law prohibiting undercover recordings. Uh, and Richard sent that. Thanks a lot. Questions or comments, put them below. Let's talk to you later. Bye-bye. Thank you for watching Lato's Law. The older I grow, the more I distrust the familiar doctrine that age brings wisdom.